So on our midweeks on Wednesday nights, we've begun a series called Always Be Ready, and it revolves around the idea of being able to have a uh, have answers to the questions that people have about faith, being able to share our faith uh, and answer some of those questions that people raise as we do. Uh, this was actually suggested by uh, a few folks in our midweek study and I uh, thought, wow, this is a great idea. Why don't we go ahead and start to, to dive into this? And so um, since we don't record Wednesday nights, I thought it might be of value to go ahead and share it with our podcast audience as well. And this also becomes a resource for the folks in our church who can't make it on Wednesday nights. Uh, to sort of be able to follow along as it were and and as well as all of you and my hope um, because this ministry like I consider pulpit ministry to be discipleship based uh, my hope is that this um, uh, this series through um, uh, this series always be ready would be something that would help sort of take the edge off of the fear that might come with sharing our faith uh, to be able to um, to, to, to share not only the gospel, but when opposition comes up to it, or I say opposition, I, I mean, you know, I'm not speaking of like full-blown persecution, that can certainly happen. But when it comes to just people pushing back a little bit, asking questions like, well, why Jesus? Why does this matter? Why him and not some other religious view and that kind of thing? Uh, sometimes we get a little, uh, we get sort of wrong-footed with some of those questions. We're not sure where to go or how to answer them. Well, um, like most studies, um, this, uh, this attempt to kind of speak to that and, 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 and bring some measure of confidence to be able to answer those questions as we look through the scriptures, as we consider some, um, some reasoning and, and evidence even outside the scriptures that can help answer some of those questions. My hope is that even though it won't be likely an exhaustive study, because how could it really be? There's no way to answer every single question that ever gets raised. But we can look at the principles that underlie our faith to the point where we become comfortable enough to answer those questions when they come. Uh, we'll also learn how to ask questions that can begin to prod some thought and maybe, uh, much like Jesus did, begin to sort of, um, sort of, you know, uh, point out some of the uh, um, predisposed, pre- preconceived ideas that people have in their own questions. Sometimes people don't really understand their own views and they ask questions that sometimes um, you know, when prodded a little bit, might cause them to stop and think, well, gosh, okay, well, maybe the answer that I personally already have for this isn't sufficient. Maybe I need to consider Christ. And so uh, my hope is that this will be a tool, uh, an ongoing tool that can, can kind of help uh, us prepare us toward that end, being able to share our faith and to do so confidently and, and, uh, and also um, maybe gain some knowledge about how to answer some of those hard questions as we go. So because our midweek on Wednesday night is when this is happening, I'm going to kind of, for the time being, pretty much try to be consistent with this as much as I can. But make Thursdays kind of like an apologetics Thursday thing where we talk about uh, some of these things. And so hope you'll join along and hopefully uh, you'll uh, uh, this will be of use to you as you go about sharing your own faith. So that being said, let's go ahead and open up to 1 Peter chapter 3. And this is kind of the classic passage that encourages us to be ready to, to, to engage on this level as we're talking about. Peter writes here in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Um, some of your versions may read slightly differently, but, uh, but, but basically the, 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 the idea is, is exactly the same, regardless of how our versions might translate that. Set apart Christ as Lord, sanctify Christ Jesus the Lord in your hearts and such as it may read in your uh, version. I'm reading out the ESV in case you're wondering. 
But um, in your hearts, honor Christ as the Lord is holy, or set him apart, sanctify him, make him, uh, uh, settle the issue in your own heart of who Christ is, set him apart, um, and always be ready to give an answer, right? So uh, the idea has to start with the idea that we have settled the issue ourselves, that we are believers, and that we understand some reasons as to why we have put our trust in Jesus. Let me start out by saying something that I'll probably mention again. Um, it may very well be that the idea of, of digging deeply into the scriptures and being able to give um, consistent answers to the reasons why you believe may, may seem like a daunting, intimidating thing. And, and, uh, and I also want to point out, too, that those who don't have a deep understanding of their faith but still believe are no less saved than somebody who knows all kinds of stuff about their faith and believes. Uh, we're not saved by how much head knowledge we have. Uh, we're saved by trust in Christ. However, I would simply say that if we don't know why we believe, we should want to know that. We should want to understand those things. Um, because when somebody comes to your door, like a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon will say, um, who is not generally taught what the scriptures say, but is more indoctrinated to believe a certain kind of thing and to have a certain set of answers to a certain set of questions, uh, that most people that are at the door that they're knocking on don't have answers to themselves, they can sound very convincing and they can basically twist your faith into a knot. And so uh, it's, it's advisable, strongly advisable, that we would understand why we believe what we do. Why do we believe in Jesus and not uh, Buddhism? Why do we follow Christ and not Hinduism? Why we put our trust in Jesus uh, from a biblical perspective and not necessarily uh, go along with the ideas that, uh, again, the Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses might have or any other group uh, that claims to be Christian but has some very, very unbiblical different kinds of views. Um, we should be able to have some sense of why. And when someone asks us a reason for that, as Peter said, we should be able to share those things. And so, um, and we want to do it with gentleness and respect. And so let me go ahead and um, kind of dive into this a little bit. Um, when, it talk, when we talk about being ready with an answer, um, and, and when we get ready to share it with a Christ-like humility, central idea, a very, very important idea, that we make sure that when we share our faith, that we do so with respect, um, that we seek to bring more light than heat, that when people ask us questions, we don't take that as an affront to our faith. Now, even when people ask, in, in, uh, you know, without real genuine sincerity, but they just want to sort of um, um, try to trip you up so they can sort of justify their unbelief. That definitely happens a lot. But even still, at the heart of what they're asking, there may be some willingness to, to, to hear the truth when they hear it or to have an answer given that maybe shakes them up a little bit and they think, okay, well, maybe I do need to think more about this. But whatever the motivation behind the question when it comes to us, we should always make sure that we give an answer that is gentle and respectful or we should answer gently and respectfully. In other words, not harshly. We shouldn't uh, take it as a personal attack when someone asks us why we believe what we believe. Um, and we should be respectful of the fact that people are coming from all different places. Uh, again, some are genuinely antagonistic. But most people, and, and I say this with a lot of years of, of, of experience in, in sharing my faith and, and answering questions and this kind of thing, I don't say that makes me an expert, but I'm just saying that, that you know over time I've had plenty of opportunity to share my faith and to and to field some pretty hard questions about it, uh, and uh, and most of the time, 
there is a genuine uh, a genuine uncertainty about the things that revolve around faith. Uh, and people are asking with some sense of wanting to know if there's something to it. Uh, and so we want to be willing to not be offended when questions are asked, but rather see those as really blessed opportunities to share uh, the gospel, to explain the gospel, um, and, 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 and to take our time and to answer questions as they come. <clears throat> um, probably most of us, if you're anything like me at all, uh, chances are the first time you heard the gospel wasn't necessarily the time you came to Christ. Someone shared the gospel, you heard it, you maybe thought it over, you went home, whatever it might have been. Um, you know, some people do believe right, right when they hear it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, and I envy you. Uh, a lot of water wouldn't have had to go into the bridge in my life if I had uh, believed it the first time I ever heard it. But truth be told, most of us, it takes time. We have questions that we'd like someone to answer. We, uh, we don't want to be duped. We wanna, don't want to just sort of believe something just because. We want our, our heart to be able to rejoice, but we don't want our mind to have to necessarily be left at the door. And so we have questions, and that's legitimate. I did, for sure. And I was very fortunate to have some Christian friends uh, who took seriously the idea of answering those questions. They didn't just blow me off, but they, they helped me to understand things. Uh, and, and here it is, almost 30 years later, and, and I'm walking with the Lord in large part because of that, uh, of that beautiful opportunity to have those questions answered. So uh, it can be intimidating when people ask us questions because we feel like we have to know everything. We don't. We don't. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you don't know an answer, you could say, I don't know, let me find out. And if they're genuinely wanting to know the answer, then they'll, they'll, they'll wait for you to come back. Uh, and then take it upon yourself to, to faithfully go about and answer those things, to look up answers. As a matter of fact, let me share a little story. Um, for a long, a long time ago, I should say, uh, probably, gosh, I bet it's 20 years ago, if not more at this point, there were a uh, group of Mormons that came to my house. And... Um, uh, and uh, I, I still, matter of fact, one of them in particular, I still remember to this day, his name was Elder Johnson. And, uh, and I still pray for him to this day. And uh, I can picture his face in my head and, uh, and all. But they came to the door, and the three of them came. And, and Mormon missionaries typically are kind of in the 18 to 20-year-old range. I think that's about the age they do their missionary work. And they came to the house, and uh, they came in, and we sat down, we had some conversation. Well, along the way in those conversations, um, uh, I began to ask, a particular couple of questions that I knew, theologically speaking, were going to be uh, extremely, you know, unsettling for a Mormon to have to answer. Um, and so, um, time after time, they would say, "Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll look into that and we'll get back to you on it." And uh, and as various times would come and go, they wouldn't have an answer to it. And eventually, over time, certain in that group that were coming were swapped out with other uh, Mormon missionaries would come in their place and. So over that period of time, I probably had a chance to meet about a half a dozen different people. And uh, each time I would ask that same question. And, uh, and, I would, and I would eventually start saying, you know, the previous guys who were coming had promised to come back with an answer, but they never did. Now, if you're telling me you're going to come back with an answer, please promise me that you will come back with an answer to this question. Because I want them to realize like that if you're, if you're sharing your faith about something, you should... You should be faithful to take it upon yourself to do your best to answer questions that people have, and they wouldn't do that. 
Well, in my own heart, I had vowed that I would never do that. I would never just blow off a question. If somebody really didn't understand something, even if I had to go back and do all kinds of research on it, I would do that to find an answer. Um, so that being said, for us as believers, we have the benefit of having the Word of God. We have the benefit of having in every field that touches on this, whether it be history, archaeology, science, all the different things that come to bear on the question of faith, the Christian can stand with great confidence and answer questions intelligently, consistently, uh, and, and pretty thoroughly in most regards. And so uh, certainly providing a, a, a reasonable response to virtually any question that would come. I have yet to come across a question that, that doesn't have some kind of a reasonable response to it. And so it, it, it behooves us to take time to do that. Um, now, even though it can be intimidating to, to try and come up with answers uh, to hard questions, uh, we can actually be prepared. But it does take some effort. It does take our spending time in the Word of God to understand not just where certain passages are, but to understand how the nature of God uh, and how, the, how His activities and such are consistent throughout the Scripture. Uh, so that when we pull a passage out to share with someone an answer to a question, it's in context. And we can answer these things uh, knowingly and understanding uh, with, with a sense of understanding of how the Scripture works. So we have to apply ourselves to knowing the Word of God, and that just means reading it and studying it on a daily basis. I've been studying the Word of God, again, for almost 30 years. doesn't mean that I'm an expert in it, but I know more now than I did then when I started. And so this becomes the journey that we want to dive into. And if you're thinking, well, it's awfully late in the game for me uh, to, to dive in and start uh, trying to gain that kind of knowledge in Scripture, well, you know the old adage, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. And so start. Um, and then, you know, let me just speak to a moment uh, to a question that, that does come up um, uh, from believers. Why bother with this? I mean, after all, I mean, the Word of God doesn't return void. Why not just give them the gospel and move on and just leave it to the Lord? And, and you know, why bother with all the questions? The whole point is the gospel, isn't it? Well, the gospel is the point. The idea is not just to share answers for the sake of sharing answers, but that people might ultimately come to have those obstacles moved out of the way that are preventing them from really uh, uh, receiving the gospel, uh, to clear that way that they might receive the gospel. But if we really believe that there was no point in having answers or explanations for our faith, uh, then why do we have any of the epistles? You know, why do we have most of the scripture? Uh, these things tell us about the nature of God, but clearly God could have done it in one short epistle, but he didn't. He actually gave us a comprehensive uh, uh, expansive um, uh, amount of, of writing and, 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 and information about himself and his ways. Uh, and those things are extremely helpful in helping us come to understand him and know him, love him, follow him, receive him. Um, and again, if we think back to our own, uh, the time when we got saved ourselves, chances are that, you know, it took a little time. We thought things through a little bit. We considered what we were being told. Uh, we maybe looked into the scripture to see if those contradictions that everybody says it's filled with were real or not. And we began to realize that, no, actually, you know what? There's not. I, I guess I, I need to consider. And then eventually we came ultimately to faith. Uh, another reason we do this, by the way, is because the scriptures tell us to. Peter just told us, always be prepared to give a defense. Not just a light answer, but a defense. We get our word apologetics from this concept of uh, from this very passage, which speaks of the idea of being like a lawyer, prepared to give a defense, to make a case, 
for your faith. When people ask you, why do you have this hope within you? To be able to give solid, strong answers, a good solid case, a good reason why. Uh, and the Christian can do this. And so uh, we're commanded to, we're told to as believers. Uh, and again, lastly, because people have legitimate questions. Uh, and those questions shouldn't be blown off because if we don't answer those questions, they'll find answers somewhere else. And those answers that they'll get may not be satisfying, but they'll be good enough because they're, that's the answer they found. Well, we would do better to give them answers from a biblical standpoint, to help them understand the God of truth, uh, to come to understand their, their condition and position uh, because of their sin and the fact that there is, in fact, an answer to that problem, that, in fact, they can be saved from the penalty of their sin because of the finished work of Christ. And as we begin to understand these things, we can explain why that matters, why Jesus' death means something, how, that, how his death actually can pay for sins and things like this. And that leads me to the last thing I wanted to share about this morning as we kind of dive into this. Um, and that is that the, uh, and this is kind of an apologetic spoiler alert. When it comes to, um, when it comes to finding answers, when it comes to building our apologetic, our, our answer, our reasons for uh, our faith in that, it's important to remember that we always, always, always want to bring it back to the person of Christ. He is both the ultimate end of why we share our faith and why we uh, have answers for why we believe what we believe, but he also is the answer to these things. In one way or another, all questions ultimately find their answer in the person of Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if we have questions about things, ultimately he finds, uh, he, he is the answer to these things. We find that he is the one in whom all of these answers ultimately uh, find connection and coherence and all of these things. Uh, and so um, I say that because in my experience, especially when it comes to talking to people who are in, in, in cult groups, uh, that there will be uh, many, many, many questions all over the place. But ultimately, the question that is the decisive thing is who is the person of Jesus Christ? Is he who the Bible claims he was? And in, in the scriptures, we see Jesus himself claiming things about himself, that he's God, that he is the creator of all things, that he and the Father are one, that, uh, that the nature of God is triune, and that he is part of this. Uh, what does that mean, those kinds of things? Well, we'll talk about that as we continue to make our way through this study. But that becomes the place that we ultimately want to help people get to. Uh, they might have lots of other questions, and we want to answer those things. But at the end of the day, the point is to bring them face to face with the person of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we form our apologetic, when we build our case for our faith, it can't just be about peripheral answers to questions. Those are important, but they're not as important as the central question. And that is, again, always the person of Christ, the nature of God. And so we'll talk about these things again as we go through. And next time we'll start by looking at John chapter 10, verses 22 through 39. And I'll invite you to read that passage. And we'll talk more about it in our uh, next week in our next episode dealing with apologetics. So thanks for watching today. If you have questions or uh, want to comment or have any, um, uh, anything you'd like to interact about in this regard, just please go ahead and comment in the, our YouTube channel here on, on our uh, on my website at parsonspad.com. You can email me from that website or from our church website at calvarychapelfranklin.com. Uh, you may have questions that are hard to answer. And 
I'll invite you to ask those questions, and what we'll try to do is answer them on a podcast. Um, I'm not great at writing lengthy responses in the comments section, so if uh, uh, it may very well be that if you have a question, we try to deal with it in the podcast, and, and maybe that'll just become kind of a thing. We'll, we'll do a Q&A time for some of these things as we go. But, um, but that being said, again, thanks for watching. Let me pray us out, and let me encourage you to consider the idea of building uh, a, not only a deeper understanding of your faith, but a case for your faith, so that when you come to understand it all the more fully, you're much more comfortable to share it. And again, these podcasts are aimed at helping toward that. So, Father, we thank you, and we praise you, and we bless you for being so good to us. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us a faith that um, that makes sense, that is reasonable, that has evidence to support it, and that, Father, even though there are certain points in our faith where you do ask us to take a step of faith, Father, we thank you that it's a logical step of faith where the evidence leads. And we just pray that, Father, as we come to understand more about this in our own experience, in our own understanding of our faith, that, Lord, we'd be able to grow more confident and be able to share these things with others and have answers to the questions that they ask. And help us when we do, not to be defensive, not to be offended, but rather to answer with gentleness and respect. Uh, Father, we know that uh, Christ-like love and humility at the heart of our witness is something that in and of itself is, is, is wonderfully powerful when we share our faith. Help us then now to add to that the ability to answer the questions that people are asking. Uh, and as we study toward that end, help us in our own faith to grow and to appreciate all the more that truth that we stand on. So we thank you, Father, and we praise you and bless you and ask you to continue to bless these times as we gather in Jesus' name. Amen.